Welcome to The Outside Story, a podcast that is dedicated to reviewing film and TV shows from an outside perspective. We are three second-generation Asian-American siblings who grew up in Northern California. Before listening to our podcast, we recommend that you watch the film or TV show that is being discussed. Thanks for tuning in. Hey everybody, and welcome to The Outside Story. My name is Jonathan, and today with me, I have my beautiful siblings and co-hosts. Why don't you say hello? Hi, you guys. I'm Jessica. Hi, and I'm Larry. And thank you all for joining us today. Um, Today, we're going to be looking at the film titled Giant Little Ones. I believe this film came out in 2018, so fairly recent, and it's a Canadian film. So shout out to the wonderful, friendly, peaceful country up north. Um, shout out to you all. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and But then before we dive into Giant Little Ones, we're going to do our segment called Sibling War, where every week one of the co-hosts will bring something to the table, whether it's a song, a music video, a dance, whatever it is. And they present it, and the other two siblings will comment on it whether it's good or bad and this week jessica is going to be sharing a sibling war so jess why don't you talk about your content that you're bringing sure so for this sibling war i picked of course bts black swan (laughs) (laughs) this one's a little different well i sent you guys two videos because they recently just came out with the second video that i showed you guys i posted the link for the first video that i i told you guys to watch is an art film that they did so it's technically not them dancing it's a a company that they hired to choreograph and dance to this specific song and then I told you guys I also added like the lyric translation so you guys know what the song is about and then I added a second link which is their I guess technically official music video performed by BTS for Black Swan so yeah, this is the song. Do I need to explain why I chose it? Um, you can if you want to. <laughs> okay. Well, I chose this because it was their first single off of their newest album, Map of the Soul 7. And it was just very different for them, I feel like. And I think different for the K-pop world because I I haven't heard anything like this in K-pop because even listening to... Because um, I've been watching them on like Korean music shows that they do and like you hear all these like super poppy k-pop songs and then you hear bts and it's totally different like their sound is just completely different from like everything you heard like from the performers beforehand on that show so that i feel like this is just like another like reason like why i love them because they don't like they don't stick to the quote-unquote like sound of k-pop like they kind of just do their own thing and then also just because the film the art film for me was just very moving as well i like dance but i like more hip-hop dance and that way more like strong like urban type dances but then when it comes to like like modern dance or interpretive dance like I never really cared for that because I'm just like oh they're just like waving their hands in the air and they're just like twirling and jumping I'm just like okay whatever but then for this one I just this just felt like super different for me and I actually enjoyed it a lot which I was very surprised like even though yes like it was BTS but then like I think the song just like 
in this art film, the choreography for this song just elevated the song to like a different level. And I don't know, I think the song just like was really also kind of like heartbreaking for me in a way. Because like if you watch the beginning, the quote, like a dancer dies twice, like first, like their first death is, you know, when they can't do what they love anymore. So that really just spoke to me and just like the whole song just really like resonated with me. That's why I chose this one to see what you guys think would think about this. I've always interpreted that quote as like, it's when they... The act of getting tired from dancing and stopping their dance, like, that that's their first death because they love it so much. You know what I mean? That's how I've always interpreted it. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what did I just say? Yeah, you know, you, I, I heard, you know, you said um, when they can't do what they love doing, as in, like, they can't physically dance anymore. That, that, that's that's I, what I thought you were saying. No, that, yeah, yeah, that is. Yeah. Because I feel like, I mean, with dancing... Like, you know, most dancers, they start from a young age. You know what I right. mean? Like, a very young age. And then, like, f- especially, like, if you're doing, like, ballet, like, you start for, and like, when you're young. And then it's really only an X amount of years before, like, you know, your body starts to give out. You get older. Right. And, you know, your body just changes. And I that's I think that's what I am saying. Like, okay, okay. Because, like, when a, like a ballet dancer or just a dancer in general, like, I mean, sure, you can dance when you're, like, 60, but it's yeah. going to be different from when you were, like, 20, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just, like, the progression of, like, uh, your love for something. It doesn't have to be just dance, but just for anything that mm-hmm. you're passionate about. Right. And it, or it's, like, if you can't do it anymore, mm-hmm. that's just, like, you're kind of just, sometimes, like, you feel dead inside, like, you don't know what to do mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, right. That's, gotcha. Yeah. I, I yeah. agree with you, Jess. Like... The thing about ballerinas and ballerinos, like they, um, they reach their peak, like when they're in like their yeah. early twenties, and then when they get to their late twenties, they have to stop dancing because if they don't, they mm-hmm. could literally injure themselves to the point where they can't stand or walk anymore. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and so like yeah. they have it's to. Because I feel like, yeah, because dance or any kind of like physical type of thing puts so much stress on mm-hmm. your body already and then doing that for so many years then yeah you do have, there's like a peak amount right. of years that right. you have mm-hmm. yeah yeah i, I was yeah. i would say that like you're not wrong too larry like i feel like there are definitely people who like choose you know to stop dancing but like for people who like dance is their life like they have to stop or else their body will literally get, get yeah, deteriorate. deteriorate and give up yeah. on them mm-hmm. Um, and that's yeah. that's kind of uh, that's what I think the quote is referring to. It's just that first like mm-hmm. death, like like it's unavoidable. Yeah. It's it's inevitable. It's gonna come. Um, yeah. And there's nothing that you could do about it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, what did you guys think about the art film? And if you guys did watch the music video too, what did you guys think about both of them? You can go first. Yeah, I, I watched. Yeah, sure. Um, I watched both. You know, the art film uses a different mix, right? It, it does. Yeah, it's, it's more... Um, which I was really sad yeah. because I was like, oh, I really love, like, you know, me. I love strings and just, mm-hmm. like, the swells and everything. Yeah, like, I agree. Just the, I don't know, I guess the hype that it brings up mm-hmm. or, like, the emotions that it brings up when you are when you hear it. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, dang, like, this song is really, like, feel, like, impactful. Mm-hmm. But then I, I, I know why they did, like, two different versions. Like, right. one was specifically for the art film. The other one is specifically for their album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they took out, like, 
a lot of the more modern noises you would usually hear in most mm-hmm. most music. I liked it. I actually watched it on my own before, <laughs> like when, when oh, it came okay. out. It's just like, oh, you know, BTS new song. I'm like, okay, I'll check it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I liked it a lot. Um, it's very captivating. Mm-hmm. That's that's probably the best word I could probably use to describe it. It's very captivating. It just kind of draws you into um, what they're trying to say. Uh, like I also liked how they use uh, the lights as a way to kind of show like a cage, like you're kind of yeah. trapped in a cage, mm-hmm. like a prison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of uh, little stuff like that. Um, but I'm not too sure how well it fits with the lyrics because uh, I know you posted the lyrics up and even the, um, uh, whatchamacallit, even that art music video had the lyrics translated too. But for mm-hmm. some reason, like, I don't like, I don't like reading lyrics. Or, like, wow, yeah, I don't like reading, yeah, I don't yeah. like reading lyrics. I like to pay attention to one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm yeah. not too sure how well the art film kind of reflects the lyrics but um i don't know maybe you can expand on that jess but uh otherwise mm-hmm. yeah i really like the art film uh, i could talk while you're looking oh, okay. um yeah, go ahead. i liked it i think that it was a really cool use of strings and an orchestra that's not really seen in k-pop either and so i think mm-hmm. that that's really about this song um it makes it re- it makes it stand out and i when i first watched it i for some reason, my captions were my my subtitles were on automatically, so I had to turn it off because, like you guys, mm-hmm. I felt really weird splitting my attention, and so I just turned it off, watched the video, and I thought it was fine. I'm not a huge fan of like classical contemporary style of dance like you, Jess, and so like mm-hmm. um, it was just kind of like interesting trying to see, okay, like what are they trying to say? What are they trying to do? I was like, who do these people represent? Like. Um, mm-hmm. it's obvious, you know, the main, the main character is the guy who's not wearing a shirt and then everybody else is, you know, kind of like kind of symbolizing, in my opinion, I think that they symbolize like either like music or like the pressure of life, just kind of something that mm-hmm. like the, um, that the main character, the, the dancer will call him. Um, mm-hmm. goes through and so I thought it was good and then I had to listen to the song with the lyrics and then I had to watch yeah. the whole thing again <laughs> like yeah BTS <laughs> like it's a K or anything K-pop like you have to like redo it right. over again like a right. few times the first time it, it was yeah, just kind yeah. of like okay listening to the song watching them watching the dance yep. the second time was like okay yep. listening to the song reading the lyrics and the third time was like okay yeah. now putting it it's all like together you know? Yeah. Um, so I thought that was really funny. I was like, oh man, I have to do this yeah. again. It's okay. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I, th- I thought it was, um, I thought it was really good. I really appreciated the story that was being told. And I also think that the main character, the, the dancer is uh, really talented as well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I thought it was really well shot. Like the video itself, like, you know, like in doing it in like an abandoned, I think it was like a shopping mall or something like that. Yeah, it was abandoned. Yeah, it it looked mm-hmm. really cool, and I liked the way that it. Yeah, I, I liked the aesthetic um, that it yeah. kind of gave. It was kind of like this mix of both like classical, contemporary, because that's kind of what they were dancing to, and then like also mm-hmm. modern, because you know it's kind of gave this post-apocalyptic, futuristic sort of feel with that thing, yeah. and I think that's what the song itself was doing, blending yeah. these like kind of more classical tropes of music and use of strings with like k-pop which is a much more modern like style of music 
Yeah, and I also felt like their dancing wasn't completely classical contemporary. There are definitely a- mm-hmm. definitely aspects of hip hop blended into their dance too, which I yeah. think was really good. Yeah. 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 So I liked it. Uh Larry, back to what you're saying about how E didn't really think like the lyrics fit with like the song. Yeah. I mean, this song Black Swan, obviously it references a lot of the movie. You've seen it, right, Larry? Yeah, but Black Swan is based off of something else too, like a like a story. It's based or off something. of Swan Lake, is it not? Like like Yeah, it's yeah. based off of Swan yeah, Lake. Yeah, so yeah, so it's yeah. Swan Lake, yeah, that they're based so on. So it's Yeah, so it's kind of based off of that with like, you know, the dancers in the back with like this the black on kind of representing for like BTS, like the like Jonathan what you're saying like the pressures of fame and just like the different things that they have to struggle with as like artists. I mean, in their in their whole like album that's out right now, they've really talked about like dealing with their inner shadow and, you know, that like the different parts of themselves that um, as artists, like what happens when I do lose this um, this passion for mm-hmm. what I do, like, right. and um, or like when when music no longer like resonates with me like what am i going to do and like like in the music video like you see him like the dancer like you know he's encapsulated by like they these i guess quote-unquote like if you want to interpret it as shadows or things like trying to mm-hmm. take hold of him yeah and like towards the end like i don't know you could a lot of people can interpret interpret it a different way like is when they like catch him towards the end he's like you know like flying mm-hmm. like is he actually free or like do they still like take hold of him mm-hmm so that's how I kind of like interpret it. And then I feel like in the lyrics and in the songs, it's hard to like obviously like interpret it or translate it because right. we don't – we can't really get the literal translation. Like we can as much as we can from like Korean to English. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we're – unless we speak native Korean, which we yeah. don't. Like it's going to be hard to like, you know, interpret mm-hmm. that. But right. um, yeah. Okay. I don't know where I was going. Cool. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, for the actual official music video, um, I think I first saw their performance on the... They are on a, like a late night show, do you remember? Yeah, James Corden. Yeah, that was the first time I saw it. I saw them perform, mm-hmm. and I was like, where's their music video? Like, I want to see their actual music video. Yeah. Because, like, there's I didn't no think, way... I didn't think they would actually drop a music video. They literally, they surprised everyone. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, here you go. We're like, what? <laughs> like, we didn't think there was going to be another music video. That, everyone that's... was surprised. Black Swan is their title track for their... For that no, album. it's not. Is not. No, oh. on on is their title track. Oh, okay, okay. Black Swan was just their uh their first single off the album. Uh, oh, it wasn't okay. their title track. Okay, okay. Yeah, it was confusing. Yeah, it, that that sounds really confusing. <laughs> yeah, it was very confusing yeah. for everyone. And I was like, well, why wouldn't they make uh, a music video for this song? Like they have to. Um, yeah. And so yeah. this song is actually in my uh my K-pop playlist. If I have a song in this playlist that I skip, it gets removed from the playlist. I'm uh-huh. always excited to hear Black Swan when it comes up. I was like, oh, oh snap, nice. it's Black Swan. <laughs> Just because, <laughs> yeah. like, it sounds so different from all the other K-pop songs I yeah. have in that playlist, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, mm-hmm. yeah, see that's that's what I was trying to say earlier. Like, you listen to all these K-pop songs, and then you hear Black Swan, you're like, what the heck? This isn't K-pop. Mm-hmm. It's just pop music. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, or, like, yeah. I don't know. What? It's mm-hmm. just BTS, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um... Yeah, so I'm I'm actually yeah. really glad they dropped the music video because I wanted to see a little more of their performance and I think their performance yeah. is still pretty good too. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, the I, I watched the music video too, just because I was curious as to um, their interpretation. Actually, I was just curious what the other link was because it didn't you didn't really put oh, what it was. Okay. So I was like, "What's this other wow, link?" So you didn't really care. Um, I mean, no. Surprise. I mean, like I, I thought. Well, I mean, the for me, the the sibling war link was the art dance video. You know, like that was it. Yeah. So I was curious yeah. as to why there was another link, and I was like, "Oh, okay, it's their music video, like the actual." like music video that they're yeah. putting out. Um and I was um I was I was more drawn to like the the song itself like this like, this time that I was listening or watching it, I guess. And so the process in which I actually did this sibling war was I watched the dance video, no subtitles. Yeah. Then I watched the actual music video, no subtitles. Then I watched the music video subtitles and then I went back to the <laughs> dance video with and just just watching it again you know like no subtitles yeah okay um and so yeah. um yeah i i thought it, i thought it was good i thought it was very clever that they shot the music video in like a old school theater because yeah, yeah because because again it's that idea of like you know blending these two you know very like yeah, yeah, yeah. um somewhat different like music genres and yeah. um and just like dance right. itself, because like if you go to a theater, like you're not gonna go see really like a hip hop dance. You're gonna see like a ballet mm-hmm. or you see opera right. or something of that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I thought that was clever, um, and also like it makes it unique because if they weren't trying to say something with their song, they would have just filmed it like in a garage with like all the fancy lights and the car in the background you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. like like the you mean shining through like the little shredder <laughs> right, 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 right. the little uh, vegetable grater or whatever yeah, um, yeah, they would have filmed yeah. it in a vegetable grater if they didn't care <laughs> yeah. um and so it it was clear here that that they that they cared what where they filmed yeah. it how they filmed it what they were trying yeah. to say with the song and so that that was good that yeah. like that they put some thought into like okay like how are we gonna do yeah. this and so yeah. I really appreciated that. Yeah. And um, yeah, even even then, like their production value was actually not that high for that music video. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. talking about? It didn't need like, to like, be. Like, it, it looks like yeah, exactly. Yeah. It looks like something like it looks doable. You right. know what I mean? Right. It's just yeah. the, the however yeah. thousand dollars you need to pay to rent the theater out. <laughs> yeah. Right. Probably like nothing. I mean, they probably make a lot enough. Right. 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 Cost yeah. That much. Cost that much. yeah. But they also yeah. had to fly all the BTS members to California to, you know. That's to, true. To do it, so. yeah. Where they could have easily just done it in wherever. Yeah, they, and they probably yeah. flew first class, so you know. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say I don't. I don't really like 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 the rapping that happens in K-pop, and it's not just BTS. It's like it's in general, like the rapping. Mm-hmm. I'm just not used yeah. to it. I think. Yeah, with a blend of just regular singing, I guess. And yeah, yeah. I always look forward when yeah. I listen to a K-pop song if it has like a rap part in it. Like I know that when some people listen to K-pop, like that's what they look forward to. Like it's like, oh, I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. that like, super cool like rapping part. Um, that's not me. That's total opposite of me. I'm just like, let's go down with the rap. Let's mm-hmm. get back to the to to, to, to the melody <laughs> line here, or go back, get back to the hook. Yeah. Um, and that's that that that's kind of what I'm what I look forward into in, in a K-pop song. And so like when there's like a lot of rapping, I I tend to just tune out. But then yeah. it gets back to the song, and I'm like, oh, okay, oh, again, not that the rapping is not part of the song. But it gets back to like yeah, the yeah, yeah. line, and I'm just like, okay, the other yeah, parts, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's just in general, not not just BTS, but just in general. Yeah, um, yeah, and I think my overall thoughts is that it's a pretty cool concept song. I really like it, um, and just kind mm-hmm. of like shows this journey of like the dancer, and ultimately, I think the dancer dies at the end of the song. 
And mm-hmm. so I think that that's um, somewhat tragic, but also like beautiful, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's also like pretty clear, I think in the, in the art film that like the dancer tries so hard, like there's a struggle, you know, between yeah. like, Oh, I don't mm-hmm. want to die, but then I kind of have to, but then I don't want to, cause I love it. But then there's mm-hmm. these things pulling me back and forth, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's, that's what the song is trying to say too. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I mean, anyone in a creative type field, like, there's always that struggle, like, that pushback, and then, like, that, okay, like, I really want it, like, I'm gonna get it, and then, like, there are more struggles and more pushback, so I think that's what they're, like, really trying to portray in the song and in the art film. Mm. That's kind of, like, one of the things I really love about BTS is that they put a lot of thought into what they do. They don't kind of just, like, put out songs to put out songs, yeah, to you make know money. what I mean? Which I feel like a lot of, like, K-pop songs like i hear i'm just like really <laughs> like i heard a song the other day and i was just like you're really singing about this like okay yeah. like whatever but i was like okay yeah, i think i, I think of know. that horror yeah. movie that that you that larry the horror movie that you uh the k-pop horror oh movie. oh um yeah yeah, yeah. White. yeah white oh my gosh <laughs> The song in there hey, is. I still like that. The movie, movie is decent, <laughs> but like the song in there is so is like it's like what is this song even? You know, like I can't. So yeah, it's okay. There, the other day I was listening to a song about uh, this girl. She's trying to get into a club. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was like like a, a K K hip hop song. She's trying to get into a oh club. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, there there are times for <laughs> those who who just want to chill, relax, have something to bop to, and there's others that where you just want yeah, something I, more. Yeah, like, I totally you know, get that. Yeah. I mean, like like I've said before, like not every song has to be has to. What does this song mean? Like sometimes it's just fun right. to just have a song right. to you know, mm-hmm. like that's totally right. okay. Right. Yeah, and we yeah. we we need yeah. those songs too. Um, they just have yeah. to be good though. You know, like they just yeah, oh they just can't be like. <laughs> I was gonna put this together, you know. Like it has to, it has to be good still, you know. Yeah, yeah. it should still. Yeah, be like good. um, yeah, of course. Like I think of Far East Movements, uh, like a G Six. Like that song yeah. has like, it has like no point to it, but it's such a good yeah, song. Yeah, but it's a fun yeah, it's song. Such a good yeah. like song. Like you listen to it, just like man, like this is a banger. Like it's so good, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I think of stuff like that. So yeah. Now that song stuck in my head. It's just such a good song, though. <laughs> it is oh my gosh! If, if y'all listening to this, you don't know the song "Like a G6" by Far East Movement. Go educate yourselves, please. <laughs> Pause the recording right now and listen to "Like a G6." Yes. <laughs> we'll just insert a clip right here. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, I'm glad you guys yeah. liked it. Mm-hmm. Yay! Yeah. One of their better stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Such a hater. Such a troll. I'm just messing with Jess. I'm just messing with you. Just wait it's till called, we get to your it's stuff. It's called okay. Wars for a reason. Okay. Just wait till we get to your stuff. People always be hating. I'm like. <laughs> oh, well, it's, we, it's, only, it's, always, only, it's only the subreddit. There, there are always going to be haters. Always. Okay. Oh, man. But they are on top and y'all at the bottom. So. <laughs> oh my goodness. Hey, they're they're on my playlist and they haven't been removed yet. So that's actually really, really good. That's really good. <laughs> You'll have to listen to their uh their new album. 
It's good. I like Isn't it. Isn't some of the new stuff on their album like not really new? Like, didn't um, they put Boy like, With Love on there? Yeah, it's like the first because they were supposed to do two more albums, but instead of doing two, they just mashed it together to make like one kind of like almost a repackaged album with like new songs. So I think like maybe five or six songs are from their old album. And then the rest, they have like 15 or 16 new songs on their yeah. album. Yeah. Yeah. The New York Times did a, a highlight on them. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. They've been yeah. getting a lot of press lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Okay. Let's move on to the film. Giant Little Ones is a film about the coming of age of a teenager named Frankie Winters. In the beginning of the movie, we are introduced to Frankie, his friends, his not-so-normal family, and his girlfriend, Priscilla. Frankie and Priscilla are planning to spend the night together for the first time, and this is slotted to take place after Frankie's birthday party. However, their plans go awry, and Priscilla's mom doesn't want her to stay out. So instead, Frankie's longtime best friend, Ballas decides to stay and hang out with him. The both of them get somewhat intoxicated, and to be frank E, they end up having sex. Right afterwards, Ballas freaks out and leaves. Frankie is seen trying to stop him, but Ballas is seemingly scared and decides to run home. The next morning, Frankie visits Ballas, and the first thing Ballas says is, it never would have happened if we weren't wasted, to which Frankie first hesitates, but then agrees. Shortly after, Ballas' girlfriend, Jess, finds out that they had sex, and Ballas begins to distance himself from Frankie. He even tells other people that he had woken up and found Frankie on top of him. However, we learn later that this isn't true, and that their intimacy was consensual. As Frankie's friendship with Ballas begins to fall apart, the whole school now hears about this and begins to label Frankie as a closet gay kid. His girlfriend, along with the rest of the school, is no longer talking to him, and Ballas does nothing as a bully on the swim team beats up Frankie in the locker room. As things seem to get worse, Ballas' sister, Natasha, starts to befriend Frankie. In a similar manner, Natasha is outcasted by the school as being promiscuous. The two of them rekindle their old friendship and end up really liking each other. In the meantime, Frankie gets his bike vandalized at school, so Frankie steals Ballas' bike as payback. Ballas and his dad decide to pay Frankie and his mom a visit. During the visit, Frankie's dad, who is separated from his mom, also shows up, and we learn that Ballas was the one who broke Frankie's bike. However, Frankie still doesn't admit to stealing Ballas' bike. Later that week, Ballas gets drunk and confronts Frankie at the neighborhood convenience store, A fight breaks out between the two best friends, and Frankie gets beat to a pulp. When Frankie's dad gets back to town from a business trip, Frankie visits his dad for the first time, something that he's been really reluctant to do. Frankie and his dad have a conversation about how his dad fell in love with another man and Frankie's situation with Ballas. Frankie says that it felt normal at the time, but right afterwards, he and Ballas were both scared. His dad encourages him that he shouldn't worry about what to call his sexual orientation or identity. The important thing is that he pays attention to who he's drawn to, and that what happened between him and Ballas could have been something as simple as having sex with someone that he loved. After that conversation, Frankie confronts Ballas at school, and then returns his bike to him, better than when he first stole it. I first heard of this film 
when let's see what was i doing oh i i was running out of ideas for this podcast basically <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like there are no good films left that i'm just like oh we need to watch this and we need to talk about it and so what i did was i went on rotten tomatoes and I just literally just listed all the films from like best rating from I think 2019 or something like that. So I was going through them and just kind of looking at them and seeing what critics were saying, see what audiences were saying, and um, just kind of like watching the trailers for these as I as I went through. And I picked a handful of them. Like I just kind of like curated maybe like ten titles from it. And so I put them all on the list and I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch all these, um, like maybe once a week or, or like on a weekend, I'll watch like two or something like that. And so I watched one about this Chinese, it's a Chinese film about this woman. I thought it was so, Oh, like, uh, something about a volcano or something. Volcanoes. What? <laughs> I guess it wasn't that good. It, it wasn't that good. <laughs> it must to be me. not that good. If you don't <laughs> remember it, the title Ash, Ash at all. <laughs> is, Ash is hottest white or something like that. Ash is purest white. I don't know. So, something okay. along those lines. Weird. It probably, probably sounds better. Yes. Than I'm yeah. pretty sure it does. Um, <laughs> and I just thought it was so slow. I paused the film maybe five or six times, literally, to go do something else. Um, it was a good film. It was just really slow. Um, and then and I watched another one called Fast Color, which is a really, also a really, really good film. I was like, this is good. Maybe I'll put this one up for our next thing. And then I watched Giant mm-hmm. Little Ones, and I'm just like, oh, my God, this movie is so good. So that's why I decided to put this movie up as our feature film, I guess, for, for, mm-hmm. for this podcast. Yeah. And that's how I heard about it. Um, yeah, I'll let you guys talk about First Impressions or whether or not you've heard about this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never heard of this film at all. <laughs> at all. Totally, completely under my radar. Mm-hmm. Um Mine too, and I was confused, and I was like, "Oh, it's a Canadian film. That's why." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, um, I feel like most films, like, they're not really marketed yeah. like that. Even like, um, even when they get released on DVD or Blu-ray or whatever, like, there's no distri- there's no big distributors that are handling yeah. this particular film. You yeah. know what I mean? So, like, that's why it's like completely on the radar. Uh, that's why we were able to kind of catch on to films like either upgrade or like you know how you watch or invisible man mm-hmm. too because they're all bloomhouse production right because yeah. like it's under that under that production yeah. or under that distributor but like this film it's like no distributors i could think right. of or you know even just kind of looking at it i don't i don't right, think I, right, I saw anyone right. or anything specific not even names no no particular yeah. names no particular directors yeah. um yeah it's so kind of like an under the radar I, film like like no big mm-hmm. names or anything like that yeah 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 and it's not even an indie film it's actually a, a feature film is it you know what i mean <laughs> Well, I don't know. It, it it's shot like yeah. One. Well, I felt like it. <laughs> it like I felt like it film. had indie film vibes. Yeah, I think so too. Oh, okay. Well, before we get on to that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, yeah, I never heard of this film. I kind of wish I heard about it sooner, to be mm. honest, because I actually, for I guess first thoughts, I liked it more than I thought I would have. Mm. This was the first I've ever heard of it. I was like, what is this film? I've never seen it before, and. Uh, my first impressions, I thought it was good. I didn't think it was, like, great. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that's my first impression. So I thought it was good, but I feel like um, it's it wasn't something that I haven't already seen or, like, a story that's already been told. So that's what I thought. Oh, okay. Of this okay. film. Mm-hmm. 
yes, like the story and the, what the character goes through was obviously important, but like I feel like it wasn't just as attention grabbing as I wanted mm. it to be. The writing, yeah, yeah. Oh right, it's always right. about okay. the writing for mm. me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like it didn't captivate mm. me. Yeah. To like or to distinguish it, like oh my god, like this is a great film because of this particular mm. scene. Yeah, yeah. It's weird because yeah. I'm, I'm like, I don't care about the writing. I care about more of the characters. And so if the characters <laughs> captivate me. That's when I think, okay, this is a really good mm. film, and that's what this yeah. film did. The I thought I really, really liked the characters in this film. Yeah, for me, it's always about the writing. Like, if the writing doesn't captivate me, then like the movie could like be mediocre and then this one scene just like brings it all I'm like dang okay that was a really mm. good film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I thought I actually really liked the writing in this one, but I definitely think that it's not it's not a plot-based film if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. it's not about no, not at all. It's not about the plot, it's more about the characters. And yeah. so like I can understand, like, if you're coming from, like, a plot perspective and you're like, oh, yeah, like, mm-hmm. the writing in this plot-wise isn't that good. And yeah, I, I, I agree. But, like, just character-wise, I think that is very strong, um, plot-wise. Yeah, like, like plot-wise, nothing happens. Absolutely nothing happens plot-wise. But character-wise, everything mm-hmm. happens. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and I guess that's... I'm more of a plot-driven person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like, um, like, like, the other day, um, like... Uh, I think Arrival was showing at, at my workplace, mm-hmm. and then I was telling everyone, "This is a really good movie." And then one of my other coworkers says, "No, like nothing happens." I'm like, "Yeah, because you're looking at it from like, a <laughs> perspective. Nothing really, nothing really happens yeah. in the film, but everything happens with the characters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, that's what always draws me towards anything. Um, it's always the characters. Um, the, the plot can be like a side thing. The plot can be the worst thing ever in the world, but if the characters are really good. <laughs> if the characters feel very real, the characters." Um, like you can kind of feel what they're going through. Yeah, um, that's what I really, really yeah. like. So, yeah. mm-hmm. okay. Do you want to talk a little bit more about characters then, Larry? Sure. Uh, so there's actually quite uh, there's a few characters here and there, but like the main characters you got is um, Frankie, 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 Ballas. Ballas. I'm like, dude, what the hell is up with people and their names? Like, <laughs> it's like Dallas, but with the Lord. B. Yeah, yeah, it's like, let's not do Dallas. Let's do B. Ballas. <laughs> like, I, I thought that name was random too, but then I wonder if it's more common in like other in like Canada or something. You know, uh, it's it could be. I it was could like, be. okay, you know, you know parents these days get bored and they just switch out letters <laughs> or they names. just write yeah. absidy on the film on the, <laughs> yeah. on the birth certificate or, or Latasha. <laughs> oh man anyway larry Anyways. frankie mm-hmm. ballas tasha or yeah. natasha tasha yeah. yeah um mouse they said her name interesting yeah it's like, a canadian accent it? it's like tat okay, like tasha thing. Like I was they like... say tasha instead oh, of like, okay. tasha yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was yeah. Natasha. Yeah. 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 I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, because like, because like, <laughs> like, people in Buffalo have that same accent too. Like when they say car, they're so they'll say like care instead of like car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just right. a, like the yeah. A is different. It's, yeah. an, it's accent an accent thing. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If anything, those are the three main characters. Yeah. Like, like to be honest, I didn't think Tasha was going to be a significant character. Yeah. Like, you kind of see her in the beginning, but it's like, okay, but you're just kind of there. Yeah. At the moment they introduced her, I thought she was just like a like a trope 
like a high school trope character at first Mm -hmm. you know the outcast girl i'm like okay that's what she is but then she actually has a lot more depth right right as the story kept 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 going so okay like it was going where i wasn't expecting but yeah i i thought i thought the characters were i wouldn't say okay interesting isn't the right word it's more like they're very it's very empathetic Mm -hmm. like kind of what they're going through you know they're, they're just high school kids you know, and for the longest time, I was trying to figure out why is it called giant little ones. Mm. <laughs> and then, like as as we, as um, I kept thinking about it, I was like, oh, I, I know why it's called giant. Little ones. Why do you think it's called giant? Because, <laughs> well, it's called giant little ones because they're like they're like kids who are growing yeah. up. They're like they're like giant little yeah. kids. That, that's 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 what. It's like. Yeah, that, that's that's how <laughs> right, I right, right, right. I was like, okay, that, that makes right. sense. And uh, this is in a way uh, like a story where it's like they learn, they they experience something. And that causes them to really think about, you know, contemplate, ponder, think about where it is they're going, what it is they want to do, um, in a more like meaningful. Right, way. right. And um, there's and, there's yeah. this scene at the very very beginning of the film, the very very beginning, but towards the beginning of the film where they're actually doing a science experiment, and the teacher like is like, okay, everybody, watch carefully because this is gonna happen really quickly, and like that's kind of like the like the thing that kind of drives the film that yeah, sets it off like, yeah sets off this like you know like oh yeah these are like these that that's what people say about their kids you know what i mean like as they watch them grow up like oh, they're just okay, like okay. oh man like i just felt like they were just this and then all of it a sudden, flashes yeah, and then before all of a sudden, eyes, like, yeah mm-hmm. they've just grown up so quickly and that's that's kind of what the science experiment was kind of like foreshadowing for us um was that they were like oh, okay they were like these kids who were just kind of like whatever and then all of a sudden at the end like they have gone through a lot you know so yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and so what really made the film for me wasn't really like the actual characters in themselves but more about their journey and kind of what they experienced through the Mm -hmm. film and how they handle that that um that the incidents and their experiences you know um because like their bones character wise like they're kind of like they're normal they're just kind of basic, basic. they're really basic <laughs> <laughs> they're really basic characters to be honest like really really basic but then you can always make them better and that's that's what they kind of did mm-hmm. like there's nothing complex about it and in a way you're they're kind of not supposed to be you know mm-hmm. what i mean they're not supposed to be some kind of grand character that that has like a really crazy tragic backstory and whatnot you know they're supposed to be kind of relatable yeah you know and i think that's why it's okay that they're kind of bland or normal <laughs> characters like if you want to put it that yeah. way um and that's what I really liked because they are very relatable. They are very uh, empathetic, um, and that's what I really liked about all the characters, really. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with you that you know, like the characters, <clears throat> the characters are very likable. Like I, I love the main character Frankie, and I just, I just, I just like the way that um, his character kind of cares about himself, cares about his growth, cares about his family. And, like, reacts in the most, in my opinion, like, in the most, in the ways that he feels is most reasonable, you know? Um, like, it's very clear that he has a very, like, kind of like this grudge or, like, like something against his dad, you know what I mean? Um, like, in the mm-hmm. film. And um, and it's not really clear until, like, it gets later, like, later on that, like, um, that he's able to get over it, you know? And it's it's done in mm-hmm. a way where like it like slowly happens and and he kind of like has been avoiding his dad but his dad's just continually trying to you know like be there for him and in his life and stuff like that and um i was very surprised that after ballas um 
was super drunk and beat him up that like he called his dad like he called mm-hmm. his dad first before he called his mom or told his mom or maybe his mom probably knew but he did call his dad you know about it mm-hmm. um, yeah so i just you know like that 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 relationship between the like the the parents and and, and the children are very very in my opinion, very complex, you know, um, because, you know, like you have Frankie, who's like part of this family system that's not really normal, you know, like he has he has a single mom who's raising him. He has an older sister who's like, you know, typical older sister. Um, and, but then he also has a dad who's, you know, not living with them and is divorced and uh, and and gay and partnered, you know. Um, and so like, it's, there's a really interesting family dynamic happening there. And you look at Ballas's character, right? Who's like, his family is like seemingly the, no- the normal, perfect family, you know, cause they have, he has two parents who are still, you know, like, uh, together and, and he has a sister, you know, they're kind of like the perfect nuclear family. Um, but then mm-hmm. like, it's also clear that there's things happening in their family that they're just not willing to talk about or trying to get around you know i really like that like the the relationships between the main characters and their families really came out like in the in the film and then i i really appreciated that yeah jess do you have anything um <laughs> i like i still i feel like i'm still like processing things because i literally just watched it today <laughs> i just i messaged larry yesterday and i was like make yeah. sure you watch it because this is a film that you need time to like process character wise yeah i did like frankie uh, i liked his character um i mean ballas is your typical jock in the closet you know character yeah I felt or like. you don't even really know like what his what his yeah. deal is, what, you know, what's going like, on. What, what yeah, his, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like he is like he, or he's just he's confused. And yeah, he or like know. he's bi um, or something. Like you just you just don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was he's kind of like your typical like in the closet drop, yeah. whatever he is, whatever he yeah. claims to be. Um, and then, um, yeah, I also did I did like the family dynamic that you talked about, um, which it's funny because you the most. I guess if you see like dysfunctional dynam like uh dysfunctional families almost seem more like they talk mm-hmm. a lot more. They're more functional. Like you the more <laughs> yeah. functional quote unquote <laughs> yeah. like family. So um yeah. And then I think of all some of the other characters that were in the film. I feel like those were only like the yeah. main ones. I I really liked Mouse. Yeah. Um his uh Oh yeah, she was she really was, funny. She was funny. Um yeah. The main character, Frankie's, uh, one of Frankie's friends. Yeah. Yeah, I um, wish I wish they would have utilized her more. Mm. They used a little bit. Towards the end, yeah. they did. But I wish they would have utilized her yeah. a lot more. Yeah. yeah. I felt like... I think that was a missed opportunity. Yeah, I felt like that character and that actress in particular did a really good job with um, mm-hmm. with, yeah. with that with that role. Um, yeah. yeah. She kind of reminded me. She was kind of like the Aquafina you know, like in Crazy Rich yeah. Asians, you know, like she was that yeah. side character for like comic relief and also like, you know, moral encouragement to like the main character. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish they would have utilized yeah. her more. That would have been really good. Yeah. The movie's only an hour 30, barely. Yeah. Yeah. You could definitely have another five, 10 minutes with more characters, more, more mm-hmm. character moments. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I really 
wanted was a little bit more closure for the mom, like the mom, the Frankie's mom. Because mm-hmm. I feel like her character, out of all the characters, like she doesn't really get anything to kind of wrap her story up, you know? Because um, mm-hmm. it's very clear, in my opinion, that like she has this kind of like anger or like resentment against towards, towards her, her, ex- hus- her ex-husband. ex-husband. Yeah. And, yeah. And she doesn't really want to deal with it. But then she's trying mm-hmm. to like date other people. But then every single date she goes on is terrible, you know? Yeah. And then like when the incident happens with Frankie and Ballas, like that really, like, I feel like that really triggered right. her. Like you could right. see it right. her. And she also has this weird, like, it's almost like this pride, you know, like, um, that, that she has that I, I wonder why she, why she's holding on to it. You know, maybe it's like the last mm-hmm. thing she has as like a mom. Right. Yeah. And it's just like one thing is like, how did I not know? Like my husband right. was gay, right. you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, kind of like trying to keep, save right. your face. Right. Like, try to be right, strong. And, right. She also has yeah. this weird pride thing, too, where, like, about, like, like whenever Frankie tries to encourage her, like, about her dating and stuff like that, like, she has this weird, like, she kind of just brushes it off, you know? Um, like, mm-hmm. when Frankie asks her, like, oh, how was your date last night, you know? And she was like, oh, like, I kind of wish that, you know, the, the kitchen would catch on fire or something so that I could have a reason to leave. And then Frankie's like, oh, that bad, huh? Like, it's it's okay. Like, there like there will be someone better, you know? And she just kind of, like, chuckles and, like, laughs it off. And then she leaves. Like, mm-hmm. she almost doesn't even yeah. take that, the encouragement, you know? She's just kind of like, I can't believe my, you know, like, son is, like, encouraging me in my dating life, you know? Like, she has this mm-hmm. weird kind of, like, pride thing that she's, like, not willing to let go of. Um, which kind of bothered me. And she, and there, the whole film, she just never, like, lets it go, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. even, like, uh, when they're all talking with Ballas's dad, Ballas, mm-hmm. and they're all at the dinner table yeah. talking, and then, like, uh, Frankie's yeah. dad comes in, like, she gets, like, pissed, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Like, really mad. I'm like, but he's just yeah. trying to be there, you know, be, be part of the conversation. Yeah. Even though, like, he, the husband, ex-husband, did yeah. hurt her, like, he just wants to be part of the conversation and be there for yeah. his son. And you, she's just, like, pissy the yeah. whole time. I'm like, dude. Yeah, and heck? it's also kind of her own mm-hmm. fault because, like, she didn't have to tell him, you know? Like, she didn't have to tell yeah. him, like, hey, Ballas and his dad's coming over, you know, to talk to Frankie. Because otherwise, he wouldn't have known. I just think it's kind of her own fault. Like, she kind of does it to herself and then and then she gets mad, um, you know, about yeah. that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah. 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 Larry, do you have anything to say about okay. the mom? I was going to say that her story doesn't necessarily have to wrap up. I don't think this incident would be a way for her to find closure. You know what yeah. I mean? You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Like, like something like that. Like, and I guess you could say when it comes to certain things, like it can take a long time. And something like that, I think, can take a really, really long yeah. time. And so I guess in a way, we're just kind of seeing her process through yeah. that. And so um, it is unfortunate that, you know, it, it doesn't resolve like like that that part. Uh, her story or her character arc or that i guess if you want to call it that her story doesn't yeah. resolve but like it almost doesn't necessarily need to because it's not really right it's frankie's story, story. point yeah yeah exactly and and you know um it's weird because like the father's story is done he's already where he's at mm-hmm. you know what i mean and he's accepted his responsibility mm-hmm. of, of what he did yeah. you know what i mean and i guess for her it's all for her to process yeah. it 
So um, yeah, things like that can just take a really, really long time. So mm. yeah, that's what I have to say about it. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Um, I think I think there could have been a moment where they could have had a moment between like her and her husband, but it wouldn't make sense because it's the story's about yeah, Frankie. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Like you don't you don't want to hit too like as interesting as it would sound. Yeah. Like it wouldn't. Unless it had something to do with Frankie's story and what he's kind of going through, like yeah. no, like it doesn't. I I yeah. think they could have roped it in somehow. Okay, and I think that would have made the movie more mm. interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because we kind of get to see it at the end a little bit with like Frankie and his dad at his apartment. Yeah. Like you kind of get to see that, like his you can you kind of get to hear his story. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it would have been good to rope in the mom somehow. Yeah. Too. I think it could have worked. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think Frankie and the mom could have had a conversation or deeper conversation. But then again, she just seems to have this pride thing where she's just kind of like, yeah. oh, yeah, I don't want to talk about it right now, you know? Um, yeah. Or it could have just been a conversation between the dad and the mom. Yeah. Like, after, it could have been right after um, the whole dinner table, the the scene with her, but yeah. with Ballas and his dad. They could have hashed it out mm-hmm. after that. Like, it could have triggered something right brought out then they could have right. like argued i think that could have been a good moment right 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 there yeah mm-hmm. and instead she's yeah. just like please leave <laughs> yeah 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 which makes sense kind of from her perspective too like she's she's so not mm-hmm. over it um yeah. yeah which is unfortunate another thing that i really liked about this film is like the symbols the items in the movie that had per- like very deep meaning like to the film so that could have been yeah they're they're, they're called yeah symbols, symbols or analogies <laughs> metaphors foreshadows film elements you know very very strong like things that like represent something else um in the film and so mm-hmm. i really really like that and i think that's what this that's what kind of like put the cherry on top i guess if you like cherries on your ice cream sundays um that kind of what put the that's kind of what puts the cherry on top. And yeah, so like some of the things that I came up with was the flare gun that Ballas gives to Frankie for his birthday. Ballas's chain and heart that he gets from his girlfriend, Jess. The bicycle, which is like the kind of like a symbol of friendship between Ballas and Frankie. And then the suit jacket that like the dad gives Frankie at the end of the film. And I think... There's other ones, like, uh, I wrote down, like, Natasha and the Rose Garden, and then, like, the dad's dessert that he gives to Frankie and his mom, maybe. Frankie's dad's couch and the science experiment that I had noted earlier, too. Like, those, like these are all little things in the film that, like, just make it, like, really good, you know? That's, like, mm-hmm. it's just kind of, like, yeah. these little things that, like, have so much meaning to them, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Did you guys... You mentioned dessert? Yeah, so like... I don't remember this. (laughs) Frankie was washing dishes and his sister gets out of the car with his his dad and his dad's partner. Uh Um, This is the first time we see Frankie's dad, I believe. And Mm -hmm. um, they... Basically, the the dad gives um, the daughter dessert to bring in for the mom and for Frankie. She brings it in and later that night, Frankie... Put, like, takes his dessert and just throws it in the trash and then um and then oh, the mom okay. like ends up eating hers you know um 
Okay, I I, I remember yeah. that now. So I remember it now. It's a it's kind yeah. of a stretch, but I I I I think that there's something there, you know. But mm-hmm. I haven't thought too much about it. That was kind of like a side note. If I have more time to think about it, then I'll think about the dessert and yeah. what that might represent. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, the the, yeah. the four main symbols that I that I brought out was the flare gun, the chain and heart, the bicycle, mm-hmm. and the suit jacket. And so I felt like those right. were really, really strong like uses of like props and symbols in the film. And I just want to commend the director and writer of this film for thinking through this, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like if I were to ever write something or like if I were to ever film something, I want that much importance to to like items in like for a character. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And, and, and that, and for me, that's just so, it's just so, uh, important and it makes the story so much better, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I honestly did not give them much of a thought until you brought yeah. it up. <laughs> like all, all the little symbols, like, like, like even through all the notes that you noted, I'm like, oh yeah, they actually are pretty important. <laughs> but I just, I just, I didn't like, it's so like subtle that I don't pay attention right. to it though. Right. You know what I mean? Because I'm more invested into the characters and their their yeah. journey. But yeah, like the, like like you said, like super cherries on top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh, now that now that you pointed them out, I actually am more drawn to this yeah. film. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. I think one mm-hmm. of the ones like one of the symbols that I really like, I prob- out of the most, I really like the the idea of the bicycle, like. Mm-hmm the bicycle representing like Ballas and Frankie's uh, friendship, you know, because what happens yeah. is like uh, in the very beginning of the film, when they're drunk, there two of them are like on those little kid bikes and they're like, you know, playing with each other and messing around and stuff. And then like, yeah, yeah. and then they get caught and, and then they jump onto their other bikes and they, they like run away. And it's just like mm-hmm. that scene, which is just like them trans transitioning from that little kid bike to like the big kid bike was like just like oh my gosh like like these they've been friends like f- since forever and you can see that you know mm-hmm. just from that from that little yeah. thing and then and then and then Ballas like breaks Frankie's bike you know and i'm just mm-hmm. like uh dude like this is so symbolic you know of like you know like Ballas like destroying kind of their friendship you know over something mm-hmm. that I, I don't know what it is that Ballas is holding on to you know but like you know, like he's willing to give up his friendship with Frankie for it. And it's in just, it's so like intriguing that like, it's, it's the bike that gets broken and it's the symbol of friendship between the two of them. You know what I mean? And then, mm-hmm. and then Frankie steals his bike and then kind of puts it apart, but takes it apart and then puts it back together with his dad, you know, who's mm-hmm. also like a, a part of the story. And in, in, in Frankie's restoration of his friendship with Ballas, it's interesting that like his dad is the one, like to to help to him, yeah, him, to help restore. him restore that because yeah. he not also like like literally helped him re- restore it, but he also helps him restore the bike, which is the, the the symbol of friendship between the two of them. And then Frankie gives it back to him at the end of the film, and so I was like, oh, this is so like this is so uh, cool. Like I didn't realize that. Like I think it was like my second watch through that I finally like was like oh like the bike this is what it means you know mm-hmm. so yeah i thought that yeah. was really cool yeah did you guys think about any of the symbols or do like as i'm naming them do they pop out to you at all do you remember them no, i'm just kidding <laughs> it should be fresh in your mind when i know you just about. watched it <laughs> it just went in like 
just it's just like went once time through in my head and that was it. I was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I don't think about it anymore. <laughs> no, but yeah, no, but yeah, I after now that you mentioned it, like the bike, I in the beginning you could tell for me, like I could tell like the bike was symbolic of like their friendship, and then yeah, I don't know, I didn't really think too much about it. I was just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> In a movie. In a movie. <laughs> in a movie. <laughs> like, yeah. For me, like when I watch movies like the first time through, I'm not I, I don't like nitpick at everything. I'm like, ooh, what does that mean? I think that means something. Like, right. What You're does just that mean? Like you know what I mean? Too. Like yeah. yeah, like I'm just watching it to yeah. watch it. But yeah. I, for me, and then like it wasn't one of those movies where I want to go back and watch yeah. it again. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. just me. Now I might watch it again because of all these symbols. <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, how did I miss all this?" Oh, yeah. it's, it's more like it's more like okay, I remember them, but I didn't understand what they were there yeah. for. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they kept re-emphasizing certain things. Like I, like you, you mentioned the dessert. I vaguely, re- I, I actually clearly remember that scene because I didn't understand why it was there. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't get why it's yeah. there. And then, and they kept, and then he kept, Ballas kept mentioning, oh, I'm missing my chain and heart. I'm like, bro, like why do you care so much about this chain and heart? <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, and uh, the flare gun. I remember that clearly. I remember it when they first yeah. shot it, and I remember it when. He last yeah. shot it and i was like oh okay like that makes sense now yeah. and so i'm like how did i miss all this like i was so <laughs> focused on the characters that they're going through like i totally missed yeah. like all these symbols i was supposed to represent yeah. um and i actually do like that a lot because um it adds more depth mm-hmm. to the film that that there's more to it than what you kind of see on the surface yeah. Um, and, and you know that, that's how I usually watch films the first time through. You know what I mean? You watch it the first time, so you kind of get an idea of what it is. Second time around, me start noticing it, right? Because like, did you particularly notice them your first time through, Jonathan? The one, the like one the that really stood out to me was the flare gun, um, for sure. Okay, because he shoots it at the beginning yeah. and then he shoots it at the end, um, and it's kind mm-hmm. of like it's kind of the the very very like ending epilogue. It's like the climax of the epilogue where he shoots the flare gun. Mm-hmm. And so I, I felt that was pretty important. Yeah. But then the other ones, I didn't mm-hmm. really, really, like, they didn't really stand out to me until I watched it the second time. But yeah, I really like the symbols. Make me want to watch it and watch it again just, just mm-hmm. for that. Because I want, I want to check it out, see what else I yeah. missed. Yeah, yeah. So. The, the suit jacket was also really interesting too, I think. Um, just kind mm-hmm. of like this symbol of kind of coming of age like you're getting older you know um mm-hmm. yeah uh, because yeah because you don't wear a suit jacket as like a no husband. unless your parents force you to or something like that <laughs> or you're yeah. going to prom yeah. or something and, and yeah. yeah yeah and then his, his dad giving him that just kind right. of show right. that you know hey like you're right you're yeah older. it's funny because they have <laughs> what they do is they have the sex talk and then or he he gives them the thing and then they have the sex talk you know what i mean and so like mm-hmm. it's really yeah. funny that it's just kind of oh yeah like you're getting older. You're not only going to receive this adult jacket, you know, that like you're going to have for the rest of your life, but we're also going to talk about sex for mm-hmm. the first time, you know, uh, between the both of us. But but he, uh, Frankie brought it up. His dad didn't bring it up. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. So um, in a way, like the dad wasn't. Really... No, the, I don't feel like that. That I don't yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. the the dad. Uh, was was like going into it thinking oh yeah i'm gonna give him this and then, yeah, and then yeah, we're gonna talk yeah, exactly. about exactly yeah yeah that's what that's, that's all i was trying to yeah. say that's what i'm yeah, trying to say sure, yeah. sure. <laughs> like, like you don't just yeah. do that yeah <laughs> so. but yeah because at that point frankie just wanted to connect with his mm-hmm. father you know and he felt like uh this would be a good opportunity yeah. to do it so yeah, mm-hmm. yeah totally yeah and, and in a way like the whole time he's never really heard from his dad's perspective you know what mm-hmm. i mean what was kind of going on and i think that was a really good moment right right yeah so i agree mm-hmm. that was the first time he kind of went in and 
um, visited his dad too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. right. Okay. So, what were some of the themes that you guys kind of picked up from this film, if any? No themes. <laughs> Jess, <laughs> do you have anything? <laughs> I'm just curious. Like, it, it, okay, if, if anything, okay, I think the best. I wouldn't say themes. It's more like, like what was kind of going through your head, Jess? <laughs> like, like what, or, 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 or like what did you take out of it? That yeah, that, I think that's a better word than themes because themes is like a. I think themes is very. Um, it, it's it's more like. Ah, okay, I can't. Maybe I can't something that keeps like showing up throughout the film. Yeah, like like, like yeah. a recurring thing. Like that's yeah. that's what I think themes <clears throat> are. Where it's mm-hmm. like it's trying to say something, but I think it's best for. Uh, I think it's best to say like, what did we like take, take away? Um, because we could. Yeah, what do we take away with it? Like, definitely themes. We can take away themes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's clear that Jess hadn't taken themes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just want to ask I Jess. Like, like, what did see, you take the out of this is, film? You know what I mean? The thing yeah. is, I don't know. Like, I just thought it, it just seemed like your typical coming-of-age film. And it just didn't excite me. You mm. know what I mean? Okay. Like, yeah, it just didn't excite me. <laughs> like, I feel like I've been... My expectations are just too high now when it comes to, like, movies and TV shows. Like, yeah, I just have really high expectations when it comes to, like, storytelling. And, like, it's just me. Like, the way, like, I want to come out of a film feeling, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, that's me. Like, this film was just, like, meh. Like, I've seen, like, like, coming-of-age films. And this was just, it just, it didn't. It's probably just one that I was just like, yeah, okay, what's nice. What's another yeah. coming of age film that you really like that you feel is comparative to this one? I don't know. I'm gonna have to look it up. <laughs> okay. Let me look some up right now. Okay. You guys can okay. talk and then sure. okay. come back to me. Yeah, yeah. See, because I also want to point out, Jonathan, like I didn't really take out any themes from this film either. Yeah, themes is um, probably not the best word. But yeah, because I didn't take out any of a message or anything. It's more like, um, like say for example, you're like eating popcorn right and there's different types of flavors of popcorn it's like what you take out of it i was like well certain popcorn tastes really good um and certain popcorn just don't (laughs) um and so i'm not expecting like like oh my god this is popcorn it's so freaking good it's so buttery it's so whatever you know i'm not expecting that and so what i took out of it was a really really well told story (laughs) like this is a really really well told story um like their character's journey their progression their experience and Everyone reacts to it in a very genuine way. You know what I mean? No one's doing anything out of character. Um, some characters are a lot more stubborn. Some characters are a lot more receptive. Um, and I really liked that slice of life kind mm, of feel yeah, to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and so, in a Western film even, yeah. like, you don't really see too many slice of life character right, films at right. all in, in, like a, in a Western kind of setting. So, that's what I really liked. And so, if anything, I never took out any themes from it. If anything, I took out from like, you know, I came out of it thinking like this was a really really well told mm. film. Um, characters are very empathetic. Very characters are very relatable. Um, characters feel very real, mm. and I think that's the most important when it comes to really good storytelling. Yeah. Um, and I thought this film just hit all those notes. Yeah. Um, so in terms of like themes, it was just more like these are what the characters were going through. You know, I didn't think of themes at all mm. as, as I was watching this yeah. film. So, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I think themes is not the right word but i guess even like maybe even like a cultural critique or cultural criticism 
that the film has. Okay, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah, that, that's, that's probably yeah. better because themes are more like what you're trying to say and like what's kind of recurring. Right. But like, I think what, you, what I think what you're trying to say is something more like, yeah, yeah, like, like you said, cultural yeah. criticism, cultural, um, like reflection, yeah. that, you know, yeah, yeah, reflection, yeah, yeah, like societal, yeah, logic. yeah, 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 uh huh, yeah. Jess, do you did you find your? <laughs> yes, I found. I technically maybe okay. three. I don't know if you. We, I would consider this one uh, a coming of age, but well, there's Breakfast mm-hmm. Club. Mm. Older, right. and the, have you guys ever heard of the movie called Kings of Summer? Mm-mm. I don't think so. No, it's about like it's about like three. It's a, I think it's an indie film. It's about three boys, like young boys, that they have this like adventure. I Is really like that in one. It? And I'm thinking of another one. <laughs> Something <laughs> he's in a film with like Summer in the name. <laughs> no, no, okay. he's not in it. Oh, but um, the guy from Love Simon's in it. The main guy, oh, Love, um, Love Simon. Okay. He's in it. Yeah. Um, I think he has a like that one. Kings of Summer, Breakfast Club, and, well, I guess you could say like Sixteen Candles. And I don't know if you would say like would consider um, Short Term 12 a coming of age because, I mean, she's already mm-hmm. older. Right. But, yeah. So those are the films mm. that like stand out to me mm, okay. as like coming okay. of age. Mm-hmm. So Breakfast Club. 16 candles king of yeah. summer yeah. yeah i definitely yeah I, I, yeah i was gonna say i wouldn't i wouldn't consider short from 12 coming of age no yeah i wouldn't like, yeah. <laughs> but Not it, really, has vibes, older. it has those vibes yeah it has those vibes because of the younger characters that they yeah. work with you mm-hmm. know what i mean yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, John, yeah i was just gonna say that i feel like those films are like good for their time you know what i mean yeah like like they're very mm-hmm. i can't talk about kings of summer but for sure breakfast club and 16 candles candles. i yeah 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 yeah. see the problem i have with 16 candles is that it's pretty racist and so like that's why yeah i mean put that aside (laughs) yeah like yeah disregard all the racist disregarding all of that like yeah like just looking it's hard without those connotations it's hard to disregard long duck dong and so i know i know i know it's really hard but if I were to put it aside, then yeah, it, it's a good film. And then uh, Breakfast Club, I, I really like a lot. Yeah, and then yeah, I feel like I would it, with Short Term Twelve, I would coming of age with the not the main character, not Brie Larson, but with the characters that shoot the students yeah. that she works with, like mm-hmm. like their journey. Yeah, their for story. sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and in yeah. that she also kind of mm-hmm. finds healing, like in their coming of age, she finds yeah. healing in yep. her own story, yep. and so yeah. Yeah, I feel like those are the kind of stories that like, that kind of pierce you right mm. through the heart. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. that that's what yep. I I like. Yeah, yep. Still love short term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sh- <laughs> yeah, yeah short term twelve is definitely really good. Um, yeah, I feel like for me, this is my opinion, but I feel like Giant Little Ones is up there um, with with these films, and I think that mm, okay. I think I think that is because I think also because you know it it kind of deals with lgbtq like kind of like sexual identity mm-hmm. as well and so um there's not like a film that's like up there you know like like with those kind of uh would you consider love simon to be up there with love that? simon i don't really feel like is a coming of age film i feel like love simon's a coming out film. it's about mm-hmm. his like lgbtq identity and him like coming to terms with it you know like him like coming out essentially 
this one is not really about coming out. It's more about like growing up, you know? Um, and so mm-hmm. like, that's, that's the nuance that I would put between the two, like the very, very subtle difference um, between the two films. And so I wouldn't count love Simon as a, as a coming of age film, but it is a high school film. And it, and I believe also belongs up there with those like classic high school films, like 16 candles and breakfast club, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. And, and, and I, um, and, and, and I agree like, like those, those films are very impactful. Um, especially I think for us growing up, you know, those were the films that played on TV, you know? Um, and so like, mm-hmm. Um, being in the socioeconomic status that we were, like, you know, we watched a lot of TV and movies on TV. Um, and those were the movies that played. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I, I think, um, I think Giant Little Ones belongs up there with those. And that's just my amateur opinion. I'm not a professional critic by any means. <laughs> <laughs> would you, would you consider 10 Things I Hate About You a coming of age film? I mean, each character kind of goes through their own thing. Mm, I would say that's that's a. I would I would say ten things I hate about you is, is a rom com. It's not really coming of age. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty clear rom com in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that some of the things that I pulled out from it, or that I really appreciated from it, is just this idea of like, of like not being ashamed about having to talk about sex, like especially like with your parents, you know? And that's something that mm-hmm. I think um, like was kind of like one of the main like criticisms that I got from the film was this like idea that like um, sex is something like, I think the film was trying to say that like sex is something that you do with somebody that you love, you know, sex isn't something that you do to experiment or sex isn't something that you do because you're like, a horny hormonal teenager, you know what I mean? Like sex is something that is meaningful between two people. And, and as a teenager, it can be very confusing. You know what I mean? Because you have all these hormones and these feelings. And I mean, even as adults, we have hormones and feelings, <laughs> but like, yes, we do. Um, but as a teenager, it's more confusing because it's the, it's like the first time that we're, you're dealing with this, you know, um, with these sorts of feelings mm-hmm. and though, and the desire to have sex and stuff like that. And so I think that was one of the really uh, big criticisms that I appreciated from the film was just kind of like this idea that sex isn't something that we should be ashamed of. And I think that like this film, the reason why it is it, the way it is is because of our, t- our day and age. But this film could easily be about like a very, very devoted like Christian kid, you know, who uh, has sex with his um, girlfriend or something, you know. And then, like, essentially, his relationship with his girlfriend starts breaking apart and everything, and his life starts falling apart because he broke this one thing and has, like, this shame that is, in, mm-hmm. that, that is, like, encapsulating him as a character. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. It could have easily been about that. And then, like, and then his, mm-hmm. his, his parents, say, like, walking him through, you know, like, hey, like, sex is fine. You know, like, it's something that you do. It's, sacred it's like something that comes out of like a a relationship you know it's something that is is meaningful and you do it out of love you know like it's and it's fine if that happens that way you know and of course now i understand we're getting into like you know different philosophical and like cultural beliefs about sex and and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but i think 
that that um sounds like a really good idea for a Christian <laughs> film. Like I would totally totally be up to to writing something. Yeah, like but that. I, I feel <laughs> yeah. no, no, legit. Just make a Christian version should, of this. Should film. we get KJ Alba to star in this film? <laughs> oh my gosh, we'll call it Giant Little Christians. <laughs> Giant Little Christian. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but do, do you know what I mean though? Like it's just it's yeah, the yeah, same exactly. it's the same premise. You know, it's like. He did this thing exactly. that is like seemingly shameful in his like high school culture, right? Which is like he had sex mm-hmm. with another guy, um, and then like everybody's like ridiculing him for it, and and then he has to like understand what sex is about, you know, and then and then grow up from mm-hmm. that. And so I, I think I think that's yeah. kind of like what what the main thing of the film is is just this. It revolves around this thing, and so it could have easily. I mean, it's just use LGBTQ like experience as like a as a backdrop for it but again could have easily been like a devoted christian kid you know um who ends up having sex with his girlfriend or something like that you know long time girlfriend you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah thoughts on that disagree no i agree but i don't have any thoughts to further (laughs) enhance it yeah (laughs) yeah because like it's a great point yeah yeah well what do you guys think about Mm -hmm. sex and sexual shame and the way that our culture like paints sex and you could even talk about hookup culture and stuff like that too which we're really yes, gonna talk about that right that's now why this podcast. that's why we have this podcast <laughs> asians never i'm just here i'm just asians here for the film never... i am not ready for this discussion asians... like this is this film. needs to be on a different asians podcast never talk about and with me sex. not in it you don't want your friends to I'm I'm just here for the movies, man. I'm gonna tell my friends not to listen to this. <laughs> to this no, song. but like 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 for real, I don't really have anything to say about okay. it, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's nothing to say about it. Um, because I feel like when when it comes to just films talking about this stuff, like the thing is, like I'll, I'll listen to what they have to say about it, and then I'll just kind of take that in and process it through what I think of what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but personally, I think that's something. I think it's too personal for me to oh, share. Oh yeah, totally. You know I mean, that's why I don't want to share yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you don't have to share your own experience with it, but you know, just I'm just wondering what your thoughts on it are. Like, um, like, like you know, like the thing I love about films um, is that it, what it does is it it triggers within us our own stories, right? And so it's not just mm-hmm. like we're we're watching another story but then i look at film as something that is for those of us who are christian like we would say the word liturgical right like it's something that like forms who we are like it's something that when we watch it like it forms the way we think it forms how we see the world and it forms a perspective within us right and we do that this is what films, yeah, films, films do, do this right? yeah films do this okay. and not just films but like any sort of art form like it could be music it could be dance it could be visual art it could be any sort of storytelling you know and and i believe that this is what film does for us and so like watching film like this for someone who's like in high school would help to form the ways in which they see sex right and then the ways in which they mm-hmm. um in which they view like their relationships and their friendships and, and things like that you know and I think that it's it's like a good, I guess, moral of the story, for lack of a better term. It's a good moral of the story, like, to say something that, like, yeah, sex isn't bad, which is something that I think we've been taught our whole lives. 
but like sex is something that like you do and it's meaningful with somebody that you love, you know, not just willy nilly and, you know, stuff like that. And then, and then it gets difficult because we have reactions to like our bodies and chemicals and hormones and all those things. Like I get all that too, but I think like what, what the, what the film is trying to say is that we don't need to be ashamed of something that is just kind of natural, you know, like for us as humans is to want this sort of intimacy and this, um, and, and this, uh, either, either like romantic, mental, emotional, physical intimacy with another person, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and I appreciate that about the film and I've never seen that in another film. Um, the way that it's handled. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That I can agree with for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't really have anything to say about it. Yeah, I really don't. Yeah. Jessica, do you have any thoughts? Well, I feel like in today's culture, like, like you see not well, you see it in movies. Like it's obviously happening with kids like a lot younger these days, and it's very concerning because we don't know where they're getting their information from, or if anyone's even talked to them about about it. So. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there needs to be, like, proper education mm -hmm. about it, whether it's from, it's, it would obviously be better if it cuts coming from people you love and you trust, mm -hmm. like, your parents, versus, like, if you're just learning it in school or learning it at church, and they're saying, just don't do it, you know what I mean? Like, people are be like, oh, don't do it? Well, I want to do yeah. it now, like, yeah. you know, you know, like. When someone tells you not to do something, you obviously right. like why not? Like there's but there, like there's always been the question of like wait why yeah. but why not? So um, I mean I liked at the end of the film where Frankie and Tasha were talking and you know obviously she was she went through something yeah. pretty traumatic and um, you know she was like setting her boundary which mm -hmm. was good I feel like um, which we don't really see often. And then, you know, Frankie's saying, like, you know, like, I'll wait as long as you need me to. But I thought it was good for her, like, to just set right. her boundary. Like, hey, like, I went through something traumatic. Like, I don't know how long it's going to take. Like, so if you still want to be with me, you can be with me. If not, then yeah. it's fine. Yeah. So, what I really yeah. appreciated from that scene was Frankie's response in that he wasn't trying to pressure her into something, you know. Um, and I think, again, mm -hmm. like, there's that... There's the idea that, like, Frankie is somebody who, like, deeply cares about the people that he deeply cares about, right? It's not something, like, selfish out of himself that, like, oh, yeah, he wants to, he wants to. He wants right, to get right. something out but of he, it. He genuinely yeah. cares about this other person, you know? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's contrasted with his ex-girlfriend, Priscilla, you know? And um, mm -hmm. and just the we really weird relationship that the both of them had, you know? Um, and contrasted mm -hmm. to his relationship with Natasha, which is um, a, a, a much better relationship, in my opinion. Also because mm -hmm. he's known her for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, since you guys don't want to talk about sex, we don't have to. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Your guys' faces are like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, one last thing, and then we can wrap it up. Um, I really liked um, a scene in the epilogue where 
Frank, the, the scene where Frankie goes up to Ballas at the end, he doesn't say anything, actually. He just walks up to Ballas and Jess, and mm-hmm. Ballas is like, uh, what do you want? And Frankie says, nothing, you. And Ballas says, nothing. And then uh, Frankie says, okay. And then he leaves. He leaves like one way. And then Ballas is like looking at him. And then Jess leaves the other way. And it's just like Ballas by himself now, like, like watching the both of them leave, you know? Um, I thought that scene was so well done, like acting wise from, uh, from all the characters, you know, like they have very, very little lines, but the way that their faces, their, their facial expressions and their, their, their body, um, language and their mannerisms and stuff like that, I felt like was very powerful. Um, and the scene itself where, you know, Ballas is losing both like his best friend or who was his best friend and now his girl, his ex-girlfriend, you know, who's also leaving. And he also doesn't say anything right to either one. Cause he kind of knows that like he's screwed it all up, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Or he's at a crossroads where he would have right. to pick it to like, uh, I guess if he wants to pick one or the other, he'd have to do like a lot of um, right. mending. Right. Thing, yeah. So. Both ways. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so he mm-hmm. just kind of like doesn't say anything to either of them. And I thought that was a really, really yeah powerful scene, the way that it was filmed, the way that it was written and the mm-hmm. way that it was acted out. Um, and I think that all of those things put together into this scene was just kind of like, whoa, like that's such a good scene. Um, and I think is one that like, mm-hmm. um, I will continue to study, you know, um, just the ways mm-hmm. that the. Especially, I was very surprised with, with, with the actor who played Ballas. Um, the way he was able to convey mm-hmm. so much emotion by not even saying that much um, in this yeah. scene. Yeah, yeah. I um, I don't remember the ex-girlfriend walking yeah. the other way. I gotta rewatch that now. Because that definitely would change yeah. the way I saw that ending scene. Because like, well, that scene, the way I saw it was just sort of like... Like him saying, wrapping it up. Yeah, well, Frankie, yeah. him just like being okay mm-hmm. with it. You know, him like finding finally coming mm-hmm. to resolve you know about where, where he's at yeah. where he stands um and he's like he's okay yeah you know and then now ballas has to make that choice as right. you mentioned so yeah that got yeah. me thinking too um what i didn't understand well like why frankie came back to the swimming team mm. was that just to kind of show that he's okay i that, think it was I mean? because frankie actually really loves swimming <laughs> like um, oh, okay. because you can tell that like the, okay. there's like so many scenes where he wakes up in the morning, like his body's so used to waking up at like five in the morning to like get ready for swimming. And like, uh, he, okay. he really misses it. And so I think it's just him like coming to terms with like, you know, I'm not going to let my like relationship with ballast, like stop me from doing something that I love, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Right. Huh, I totally yeah. missed that too. What the heck? I really got to watch this one again. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> you should watch it just like Jessica. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was a right? that was a really um standout scene for me. Yeah. Final thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um why don't you two share yours and then I will share mine. Okay. Go ahead, Jess. Since you've been quiet this whole time. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know 
what to say. I feel like I kind of said everything I wanted to say. Well, maybe if you watched it I mean, like well. yesterday instead of five minutes before the show. <laughs> I like I put the the movie at X amount of speed, like, like fast forward the whole skip, thing. Skip next scene. Skip. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, I don't know. I thought the film was just okay. I don't know if I want to watch it again to like give it a better review. <laughs> let it sit. You can let I it sit. Like... I still have to do it with Song Lang, by the way. <laughs> I still have yeah. To well, Song Lang, at least it that one was a good one. <laughs> but yeah, with with this one, I thought it was good. I didn't think he was amazing. Maybe I just didn't put that much. Like, um, what's the word? Like, too much thought into, like, mm. the film? <laughs> yeah. What? Jason's like, it wasn't good. It wasn't <laughs> oh, my great. God. It's such a hater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was pretty mediocre. Like, I've seen better films. Mm. So, yeah, those are okay. kind of, like, my final thoughts. All right, so you can, sorry. you can rate it now. Yeah, you can rate it. A five. Wow. Pretty average. That's two stars below IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> well, on Jessica's IMDb, it is a five. <laughs> JMDB. <laughs> JMDB. <laughs> Jessica's movie database. It only has like if not that many films me. on there. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I've kept a list of all my movies, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could rate them. Mm-hmm. It'd be a good database, oh, yeah. okay? Mm-hmm. What did What did Jason rate it? One. Hun, what, one would, out of what would you rate it? <laughs> you would give it one more than me. <laughs> here, you come talk to the. <laughs> come, come here. <laughs> he gives it a six. <laughs> yeah, it was like a six. I feel like it tried to push the envelope, but didn't really it missed the mark it kind of missed the mark because it was like a coming out story where no one came out <laughs> you know uh, um, i didn't really see it as a coming out story I, just thought, like, huh. I thought there were some missed yeah. opportunities with it yeah yeah okay that's all can jason hear us uh no oh here oh i can oh <laughs> oh no we, we weren't really saying anything <laughs> yeah we were just we were just saying that it, it doesn't it, it it's not really a coming out story like that's that's what I felt like yeah yeah I never saw it that way yeah at all like I don't yeah. know why I really like the film but uh we'll save that for a little bit <laughs> yeah I definitely feel like it was like it was marketed wrong like yeah they marketed it as an LGBTQ film and it it's is not. definitely no it, it wasn't film. I didn't think it was um, yeah I I guess maybe that's what it was I think it just. It was hard like to putting, know what they it were gave you. For. It gave you like a genre, and then it was like it didn't do anything in yeah. that genre. Like it yeah. touched on yeah. it a little uh-huh. bit, but then like it didn't do anything else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like don't label it something when it's not that. Yeah. Or yeah. Like, I, I mean, I don't know if the filmmaker himself labeled it this way. Yeah. I think it was critics who labeled oh, okay. it. Ah, like, okay. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Because. Yeah. 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 Cool. <laughs> All right. Spe- spe- Thank you, Jason. Special crash. <laughs> Special, Special appearance, appearance by Jason Moon. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I just felt like there's so many missed opportunities, like utilizing like specific characters, and it was an hour and a half. I c- could have been a little bit longer, uh, to be honest. 
um, just to tell a few more, just to get in deeper into some storylines. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Lard? Yeah. I liked this film, as I said before, more than I thought I would have. Because I'm a huge sucker for character-based films. You know this already, Jonathan. Like, mm-hmm. I always rave about characters, good character films. Um, and the occasional um, other kind of films, too. But um, huge sucker. Short-Term 12, one of my favorites. And uh, I would agree this film is actually in that vein. That same kind of genre, almost. Very, you know, as you said, coming of age. Um, I never saw this film as an LGBT film, which is what I really, really liked about it. Because at first, when they're when I saw the trailer, I thought it was an LGBT film. I was like, oh, okay, it's it's about some yeah. They kid. really yeah. made it seem like it was LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. Film. I was like, oh, it's some kid yeah. coming out in high school. I'm like, I think I've seen that a lot, but it it <laughs> wasn't. You know, it was about yeah, this kid not. who was just kind of going through, you know, who's just growing up, you know, becoming older, yeah. and we get to experience that. Um, and I think those are the best stories told, personally. I really like those kinds of stories where we get to, kind of get to see their journey as to where they're going, uh, you know, where they're from, where they're at now, what's going on, and where they're going to head to. And uh, it wraps up, this, story, this film wraps up really, really nicely, you know, because he does eventually come mm-hmm. to terms with it, and um, he moves forward with it and moves on with it. And that's kind of just how we should... When we come with any kind of incident that we kind of go through, that's kind of what we should hand, how we should handle it. You know what I mean? Sometimes with our experiences and our incidents, we will lose friends, we will lose family, we will lose close people. And others, you know, they'll push us, they'll love us, they'll encourage us. And uh, this film Mm -hmm. hits every single note on that. Um, So yeah, I would Mm -hmm. highly recommend this film if you just don't see it as like an LGBT film. Just see it as like some kid who's going, who's gone through this experience you know what i mean and it's trying to mm-hmm. figure out what it means to him um and how it affects others in his relationships um yeah so yeah i would recommend this film yeah <clears throat> um i am a sucker for films that um really remind me of my own story and i think that this is what this film did and so um you know whether that's like awkward conversations with parents or like, you know, like very, very hard conversations with parents. Like as I was watching this film, I was very I was very much reminded by a very difficult conversation that I had with my mom one time. And my dad was also like, um, I guess our mom <laughs> and our dad. Um, your mom, your dad. Saying like my no, mom, my dad. <laughs> um I, I was I was I was reminded of a conversation that I had with mom and dad um over I don't, I think it was over dinner or something like that. And it was a very difficult conversation. Um, and the thing about Asian American culture is that like, um, it's very hard for us to talk about things like straightforwardly and to confront like topics and issues as they, as they come. Um, and instead we talk around the bush about it. And I kind of felt like that's what our parents were doing with me at that time. And I was very angry at them to the point where like, I, I, I like, I was crying. I was furious. You know, I was like talking back, like no tomorrow. And like, I, I made mom, like, I didn't make her cry, but I definitely she teared up. Like she teared up yeah. and, and she definitely like, like shut down. Like she stopped talking and she like, didn't look at me and she didn't want to engage with me anymore. And then dad was very like, 
stern and like you know like you you shouldn't talk to your mom like that you know like you don't need to talk to your mom that way and stuff like that and like i ended up leaving the conversation and it just reminded me of that you know like of these difficult conversations that we have um in life um like like larry was saying um and um yeah and and i think i think that that frankie is just such a beautiful character um and uh yeah since watching it it's just kind of like climbed to being one of my top favorite films of all time um so if you've been listening to this podcast and you like a lot of the recommendations that i give then definitely watch this film um i feel like this film um like like frankie again is a wonderful character who like learns about betrayal and sex and family and um and we're kind of transported into his life um and for me i couldn't help but care about him as if he was like a really close friend of mine as if he was a nephew or a brother or a friend um and uh yeah and i i, I think that frankie's personality and character brought him through his hardships and um and it kind of gives me hope not just for young people but also for um for ourselves um as we like do our best to just deal with life and deal with all the problems and complexities of the issues that come to us um so yeah those are my thoughts i would give this film a 9.5 out of 10 where's the missing (laughs) point five what would make it a 10 where's the missing point a lot of films don't reach the 10 you don't have a film that hits the 10 how are you gonna know if it's a 10 no i'm just i'm i'm i don't think there's ever going to be a perfect film out there okay that's just i I, that's just how i am okay i think yeah one day this film gets pretty dang close yeah Yeah, pretty dang close Um, one day we'll find one or we'll make one a perfect 10 just for you jonathan (laughs) That's very that's very selfish of ourselves. <laughs> just, this film we will make the perfect film. <laughs> one day, Jonathan. One day. <laughs> one day. One day. Yeah. All right. Do we want to talk about what we're currently watching and listening to and stuff? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so I recently just finished Crash Landing on You. Which is a Korean drama on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's as good as they say. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonathan, I know you don't like a lot of romance. Is that right? And like, uh, yeah, I don't really like a lot yeah. of romance. I mean, well, I'm telling you, you gotta watch Sky Castle because there's like no romance. <laughs> and even then, okay, even then, Sky Castle beat Crash Landing on You still. But Crash Landing yeah, on yeah. You was also that. rated a very high. Okay? I know, but see, but, Crash Landing on You is 21, yeah. but. Sky Castle is twenty three percent. Okay, that two percent makes <laughs> oh a big. God. Oh my god, two percent. Yeah, heck? and but Sky yeah. Castle has no romance. Okay, Sky Castle has no romance. So <laughs> yeah, I I really liked it because of the aspect of it being mostly in North Korea, based in North Korea. You know, obviously it's fiction, like fiction, but uh, but yeah. So that part was very interesting and then like i i saw an interview with someone who was a consultant on the movie or on the show because she defected from north korea uh, so they needed someone obviously to be mm-hmm. consulted on right. villages and things that they do mannerisms and stuff like that mm-hmm. so um i thought that was very interesting to see that point of view um 
yeah, I thought it was a really good, really good show. I'm like, I want to go back and watch it. I probably will. And then, <laughs> but you won't. You wow, so you're good, gonna huh? sit there and watch 16 hours of Crashing on You, but not an hour and a half of Giant Little Ones. Yeah. Man, is it that good? See, the problem that I have with with like romance films is just too like um, it's too cheesy. Like a lot yeah. of times. Like, yeah, like, it's like, typical. Like, you know, like, what's going to happen. and Yeah, and, like, they, like, touch hands, and then the camera spins around them, you know? <laughs> and it's like, slow motion. It's just so... You yeah, see all their yeah. reactions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. with this one, yeah, the romance was, you know, your typical, like, romance storyline. But then uh, what really made the story for me was um, the friends that she made with the, with the troop, with the guys, group of guys that were there kind of, like, taking care of her. Like, um, that kind of made it for me because the humor and the banter between them, like, I really like that. And then two characters from Parasite are also uh, in the show. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I loved their banter, too, because we... Two actors, yeah, you mean? what did I say? Characters. Not characters. characters. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine two characters from Parasite being in there. <laughs> that would be funny. That would be hilarious if they were. Because it was the basement guy and uh, Mrs. Kim, you know. <laughs> that would be funny if their characters were in there. Yeah, but they they really oh, they really made the, the show for me, too, because I really liked them from Parasite. And I was like, oh, snap. Like, they're in the show, too? Okay. And, yeah, yeah so I really liked their characters uh, in, the, in the show. And I feel like that's what kind of made it for me. Uh, made me like it a lot. Um, yeah. So I finished that, and now I'm watching Itaewon Class. Have you guys heard of that? It's on Netflix too. Yeah, I, I have, have you guys seen like the trailers and stuff for it? Um, mm-hmm. I really like this so far. I'm only on episode maybe seven or eight, and they still have um, episodes coming out weekly. So I storyline is very clever. The main character, I love the main character. Um, there is a little bit of romance, obviously, but it's. I Jonathan, I think you would like Itaewon Class a lot more. Is it romance? No, it's not based solely on romance. It's like um, the main character. He he's kind of like well, his it's just him and his dad, and then um, um, like his dad works for this really prestigious company, and then um, his they have to move, and he's in high school, so he like he just has like really like like the values and cores that like kind of like defines him and like he he kind of just doesn't take a stand for what people want him to be or to do just because it's cult- a cultural thing you know what i mean mm-hmm. so and yeah. then it's kind of like the story of him because um something happens to his dad and so it's kind of just him like taking revenge on this uh company that kind of like mm-hmm. basically like ruins his life and then, oh, okay. but then he does it in like a really kind of like smart way. Um, mm. Yeah, I just like. So it's like an intellectual. Yeah, drama. yeah. So yeah. it's just it's there's humor in it. There's a love story, but yeah, it's just I'm just really like amazed by this character, which hmm. it's yeah, he's just really good. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, so probably after this, I'm gonna finish my episode on Etsy One Class because I have like 20 minutes left. <laughs> 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 got interrupted by giant little oh, ones. Oh yeah, it did. It really did. That's why <laughs> Maybe that's why you didn't like it. 
like, how dare you? Yeah, because my I wanted to see it in one class. I was like, man, I thought that's so good because it was just getting so good. And I was like, ah. Oh but gosh. yeah, I, Jonathan, I think I think you would really like it in one class a lot more than okay. actually on you. So yeah, I, I okay. would recommend you watch that. Um, yeah. And everything else is kind of on pause again because I'm watching it in one class. Uh, I think this us. I don't know if, I, if they have like one more episode for the season or something, or a few more episodes for the season. But this is us has been really good too. I'm like, dang! I wish we could review. This is us. There's just too many seasons for us to go yeah, through. How many seasons I think is they're it? on season four already. That's not too bad. It's not too bad, but it's, it's not like Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, that's like 20 seasons, and no, <laughs> Lord have mercy. No, no, no. <laughs> but yeah, just like like how I've. Like I've told you guys, like if it's a good storyline and just good storytelling, and I, like that—that's what draws me. And this—that—that that for me, like I've said it before, it's this is us. Like some of the best writing I've seen in television recently. Plot based. Plot based. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, it's just we need to watch it. Yes. One day you is... will have to make that an episode because I don't think. <laughs> We'll be watching it. <laughs> See, but that's that's the hard thing because like because like I can't just show you one episode out in the middle of like season four or something. Yeah, you, you can, guys you don't can have us watch like a story arc or something, like a couple episodes. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like like if it actually resolves within the first couple episodes or within a fir- within a couple episodes. No, it's the whole season. A story Dude. continues throughout yeah. the whole season. That's the hard thing about yeah. TV yeah. shows is because like the it's the, continuous. The, yeah, yeah, it keeps well, happening. Not, now they're continuous. Um, right. Yeah. Whereas, like, really good TV shows like Haunting of Hill House, <laughs> you could just watch <laughs> one episode, and that, that episode alone is, like, a standout oh like, episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because you guys can see right, my face right I can't now. argue with you. <laughs> That's why it's funny. It's because I can't argue with you because you're right. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, but if if you guys ever do get to watch This Is Us, I'm talking about you two, (laughs) like, then you'll understand why they have so many seasons. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's the same, it's the same writers as Love, Simon, and so I I really liked Love, Simon. Yeah, it's just... Um, So I'm pretty sure I'll like This Is Us. It's it's just so good. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Cool. That's all I'm watching right now. All right. I guess I'll go next. Uh, So I finally finished The Untamed. You this fifty episode epic Chinese drama that (laughs) I actually got Jonathan into at first. We were both interested into it, but um, I was like, you know what? Let's just like I watched first episode, hated it because I had no idea what was going on. And then I was telling Jonathan about it. I was like, do you you understand what's going on? He's like, no. I was like, okay, there must be a reason why it's really, really highly rated. You know, in 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 the world right now <laughs> apparently because it has eight it has like eight billion views or something 10 billion eight billion no, 10, streams 10 billion throughout views. the entire world like, there's no way there's uh. no way one person in the entire one and a half people in the world will watch this drama <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm talking about there's no way it has yeah. 10 billion views total that's crazy that's insane no, they can't be that good so gave it a chance got to like maybe 10 episodes i'm like okay i'm looking where it's going and then jonathan randomly one day is like oh i finished it i'm like what <laughs> no i have to catch up <laughs> so it took me about a good month and a half ish to finish the rest of the 40 episodes um 
So if you're interested or curious, that's going to be our next episode for our video review essay. Uh, we're going to talk about the Untamed. Yeah. So that's like a little preview hint. Um, previously, we okay, finished. Okay, but then we need then we need to do it in one class, man. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down with that. <laughs> like I said, I'm down. I'm down. I'm always down. Um, you guys are always watching to. something together, but what about me? Exactly. You could totally do it. I've been trying to get you to do something with me. You don't want to do it. <laughs> let's do it in one class. <laughs> let's do that one. Yeah, we can. I'm down. No, yeah, let's it's do on, that It's one. on my watch list. I got recommended to it by a friend. And yeah. um, like Untamed, ET1 class has time skips, but not as bad as Untamed. <laughs> Untamed has really bad time <laughs> skips. Um, yeah, ET1 class, it's, yeah, not yeah, that it, bad. Yeah, time skips, right? Like it'll skip like periods of time, like a couple months yeah. or a couple years, right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So um, be on the lookout for that. We're going to do a video review essay on Untamed. Um, you'll hear our thoughts on what we think about that. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, mine and Larry's. Jessica, you're yeah. so welcome to watch The Untamed, <laughs> but you have to watch 50 episodes <laughs> within the next, like, by tomorrow. Because <laughs> we're talking like... about it tomorrow. We're going to discuss it tomorrow. Yeah, I don't like... have 50, 50 hours. What the heck? 50 by tomorrow. <laughs> 24 that makes no sense. Unless I skip. You have to, you know? you have to watch everything in two times speed. <laughs> And and not understand what they're saying. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. And then uh, I want to say maybe last month I forced myself to finish Extraordinary You, um, because I was just like, you know what? I'm like 26 episodes in. I just got to finish it. As much as I don't want to finish it, I'll finish it. Did you like it? No, I didn't. <laughs> the yeah, ending... I heard. I heard the ending. A lot of people didn't really like the ending. The ending was terrible. I was like. There's no closure for, like, a lot of the characters. Like, throughout the series, you have a lot of investment in characters, right? And their arcs and what they go through. But, like, none of them find good closure. Like, there's no good closure within them. Like, the, the main char- the main couple, they find their closure, which is fine. I'm okay with that. But, like, how dare you show me all these other characters and not tell me what's what their fate is. You know what I mean? Later. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I just I hated I hated the ending for sure. You. That just left a really bad taste. And I just cannot recommend that drama anymore. <laughs> like, I was, like, hyping it up, saying, like, oh, you know, it, has, it looks good. It has potential. And it just, like, I think it just went on for too long. Like, it just dropped. Like, it steamrolled, kept going really, really high, and it just dropped. I'm like, you know what? I, I can't. So, forced myself to finish it. And so, now I can say I wouldn't recommend it. Um, and then, I actually started watching this drama called Search WWW. Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah, it was on my watch list for a while, but I just never got a chance to it. Um, I watched it once without subtitles, because I want to see if I could do it. <laughs> but that was a mistake, because I watched it again the other day with subtitles. I'm like, I completely missed everything. <laughs> <laughs> like everything like this drama is so it's so uh dialogue based like the story is mm-hmm. told through what the characters are saying and what they're kind of going through oh, or not really what they're going through is what they're saying um so even if i understood what i saw like i didn't understand what they were saying <laughs> and that was a very key point um and it's actually really interesting um the pilot is really good it kind of kept me hooked so i'm definitely going to finish this drama uh, probably within this month or next month um, and because of that, I've been kind of going back and trying to catch up on uh, all these other um, dramas or American dramas I need to finish up to. Um, I need to finish Man in the High Castle because that I think the last season just dropped like this this past year. And then um, I also want to finish The Americans. Like that TV show finished. It's an FX original show. That one finished like maybe two, three years ago. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I bugged my coworker about to watch it because it's really good. He he liked it a lot. He finished it, but I never got around to finishing it. I, like, <laughs> Fail. I feel bad. I feel bad. But um, but yeah, those are like I'm just trying to catch up right now on all these other shows. And at the same time, mm-hmm. we're trying to watch more Chinese dramas, but more video review essays. Um, and yeah. Untamed is a beast because there is an anime <laughs> and there is a special drama version that only has 20 episodes and there's, there's an audio there's drama. An audio drama and there's all this and there's a novel and there's just that's banned in china yeah there's just way way too much stuff with untamed um so if anything that might keep us busy for like the next six months <laughs> like legit like it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be real long um, it'll be at what, the what, end of the year until you guys can actually do your video essay <laughs> But yeah, we'll try to diversify our, our video essays for sure. If anything, we'll probably alternate like Untamed and then another one and then Untamed again and then another one because there's just so much to cover with Untamed. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I finished the Untamed. I thought it was really... Uh, I shouldn't say really good. I thought it was good. <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't really and good. It wasn't really good, but I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. Um you will hear more about my opinion once we drop the video essay. Mm-hmm. And I have strong opinions. <laughs> we have very strong opinions. People are going to fight me. And people, people are going to fight us because to... we kind of both agree so far. <laughs> people are going to fight me. And then they're also uh, they're also going to uh, hate me. Yeah. You, you think, you think, um, you think anti-army is bad? Um, wait till you see <laughs> untamed fan fangirls. I know. Oh, my God. Yeah, we're going oh to get real hate. <laughs> it's okay. We will have our strong opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the Untamed, and then I also, well, I was in, like, a Chinese drama phase, and so right after Untamed, I wa- I finished watching one called Handsome Siblings on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. That one was pretty good, and dare I say, better than the Untamed. <laughs> oh, man, they're already started. People are gonna... You're already starting the fire. What are you doing? People are going to freaking hate me um yeah and (laughs) um i really like chinese period dramas right now like that's just the phase that i'm in um and so you know i was used to be in the jonas brothers phase now i'm in a chinese drama phase i feel like i had a chinese drama phase too but i only watched a couple yeah chinese paladin anyway (laughs) chinese paladin was really good back in the day Anyway, um, yeah, so I watched Handsome Siblings. That one's really good. I'm planning on watching a couple more Chinese dramas. So if those of you who are Chinese drama fans, please let me know if you have any ideas or recommendations. Um, And then, oh, I watched The Invisible Man, which is really good. Um, It was with Elizabeth Moss, right? Yeah, Elizabeth Moss and Oliver Jackson Cohen, who's not really in it until, like, the end. But, you know. Well, I mean, he is The Invisible Man. You can't really expect (laughs) him. (laughs) He plays the invisible yeah, man. Yeah, he plays the so... invisible man. He's not going to have screen time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Did he even get paid for this film? <laughs> it's a special appearance. <laughs> he only got paid for that day that he came on set. Oh, man. That's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the invisible man was really good. It's a story about this woman who's in a domestic violent, uh, domestically violent relationship, I guess, is the best way to say it. Um, and she runs from her husband and, um, she has this PTSD that like, he's following her. She's super paranoid. And then, um, yeah. And then 
he kind of comes as like this invisible man that like follows her throughout her life um, or throughout that season after she runs away. Really good, but also trigger warning for women, especially who, you know, like have experienced domestic violence or sexual harassment in their lives. Um, Cause you know, like she's essentially like scared to go outside and scared to do things like scared to do, scared to even like go out and get the mail and stuff like that, you know? Um, but it's, it's a very, very good film about, um, her like taking shit into her own hands and saying like, it doesn't matter if you don't believe me, like I'm going to prove you all wrong, you know? Um, so yeah, yeah. that one's really good. I like Elizabeth um, Moss. She's a really good actress. Yeah. And I think you would, you would like it just, it's not that scary. Okay. Like it's, it's thriller. Yeah. I mean, but if you could watch yeah. us, you could watch. Yeah. Um, the Invisible Man. Okay. Um, and that one's worth it. Because the director who did it, Lee Wanell, he also did one called Upgrade. And Upgrade is also really, really good. Um, that one's not that scary either. But it's still close, like classified as horror. Um, yeah. Yeah, but those those have been the ones that I've been watching. I think, I think that's mainly it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I've just kind of been in a dry spell. I've been... Um, watching or playing video games or trying to play video games and do other things besides watch TV trying to yeah ba- balance you know. out balance it out yeah <clears throat> yeah mm-hmm. trying to balance it out um there's only so much Netflix I could watch yeah I could watch yeah. Netflix all day <laughs> if I didn't had no responsibilities I just sit and watch Netflix all day oh but I have children <laughs> <laughs> but I have children <laughs> oh man okay yeah all right. Well, thank you so much for listening to The Outside Story. We're excited to um, next time just going to tell our viewers that we're going to be watching Mulan for our next podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> you know, like cue the music right here. <laughs> you know, it's like the... Um, we need the it's cinematic like horn sound. Yeah, yeah, we need the cinematic <laughs> version of you know that Mulan, the, the trailer, the trailer it's song. The, yeah, it's the bullhorn yeah. noise, but instead of the bullhorn, it's the boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, yeah. So I'm super excited for that. I have my tickets already. Wow. Y'all, so <laughs> I bought my tickets, um, and so yeah, super excited for that. But anyway, tune in next time for our review on Mulan. I hope you hope you all enjoyed this one. This is Jonathan. I'm Jessica. And I'm Larry. And we're all signing out now. Thank you. Bye. Bye.